Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. By no one's demand, but our own from our home office here in dark, <laughs> scenic Elizabeth Park, Nashville, Tennessee. Still beautiful, though. It is the 615 Sessions podcast powered by Two Rivers Ford. Brought to you, as always, by A to Z Sports and A to Z Sports Nashville.com. It is a ultra late night edition here on the podcast. Buck Rising here with you, by the way. We've had a ton of stuff happen over the past four hours. I was getting geared up for the primetime show. I had a podcast put all together. Had everything ready to go. Had a uh, good episode with Will Compton prepared, which, by the way, we will still get to later in the week. Then, Stephen Gostowski, longtime Patriots kicker, 14 years in the NFL, signs with the Titans. I said, eh, you know, I'll wait to put out the podcast. We're going to talk to Mike Vrabel later on Thursday. Would like to hear some comments on him. It's the first practice that is uh, mostly closed to the media, so perhaps we'll see a Vic Beasley sighting. That was indeed the case. He was out on the field. All of these things happened. And then it got to be about 5 o'clock, and I'm getting ready to push out the podcast. And then Diana Rossini gets on Twitter and sets the internet absolutely ablaze with news on Jadavion Clowney. Between the Titans and the New Orleans Saints, this thing is going to come to a head before Monday, according to the timeline that Diana is reporting. So we have Mr. Lebowski, we have Zebo from Broadway Sports. They joined me for an emergency pod. I thought it would best to keep it topical. Things may change by the time you hear this podcast, but we have a great conversation ahead for you. All the reasons why... This is the only team that makes sense for him to sign with. But first, before we get to those interviews, I'm going to tell you about our friends at Two Rivers Ford. Almost 40 years in the business, the name you know, the brand you trust. There could not be a dealership easier to do business with. You can schedule a test drive from your home. You can buy online. You can come to the dealership if you so choose Our friends at Two Rivers Ford will make it happen and make it easy for their customers. They are also, by the way, Nashville's Ford Bronco headquarters, so you can reach out to them at any time for information on that. Many of our friends use Two Rivers Ford, such as John Fleming, who writes, I was extremely pleased with my experience at Two Rivers Ford. I live outside of Memphis found a used 2019 F-150 King Ranch on my web on the website. My salesman, Sonny, was excellent. He answered all the questions, 
or called back with an answer promptly. Price was fair, there was no pressure, and the normal amount of haggling was not a part of the car buying experience. My finance manager was nice, did not try to upsell me. I would highly recommend using this dealership and use Sunny for your salesman. That review courtesy of John Fleming of our friends at TwoRiversFord.com. Now, let's get to Zebo and Lebowski. Zach's acting like he's got something to do other than shit himself around his dog, so. Man, I just got shit going on. I mean, like, why is that crime? <laughs> it's not. It's totally reasonable at 940 on a Thursday. Regardless, 615 Sessions podcast powered by Two Rivers Ford here on the A to Z Sports Network. We have Zebo. We have Mr. Lebowski. You know them from the Football and Other Efforts podcast. You know them from a variety of different outlets at this point, as this is their first appearance as members of Broadway Sport, the Broadway Sports Network. You had, they have many, many offerings there. God knows uh, what else <laughs> Zach is doing. Is okay, don't do that. <laughs> he's experimenting with his background. Lebowski joins us out of frame from an undisclosed beach location. Boys, it's good to see you. It's good to see you. I've been practicing my karate. So, yeah, nobody who's listening to this is going to get that, that you have a Cobra Kai background. The YouTube audience. Well, they will now. See, I had you do all the work. That's just uh, audio professional, Zach Lyons. Lebowski, help me here. I'm drowning already. I'm, I'm doing well, but I do have to ask, Buck, do you know what Cobra Kai is? I know. I have no idea what the <laughs> Cobra Kai is. I have no idea. We have a lot to talk about. We'll, we'll talk about Jadavion Clyde. We're doing this late on a Thursday. Normally, this podcast arrives much earlier in your feed. In fact, we had one tape with Will Compton that we will bank now that I can stack days with these podcasts. But I felt I was going to hold off until the kicker stuff. I was going to hold off until we had Mike Vrabel's comments on it. We got Mike Vrabel's comments on it. My day got away from me. And then Diana Rossini nuked the internet with Jatavion Clowney news. But since we have started here, we have many more things impressing uh, or uh, many more pressing things to discuss. Explain to me what the hell is Cobra Kai? Okay, Cobra Kai is based off of Karate Kid. Do you know what Karate Kid is? I vaguely get the wax on, wax off reference. I've never actually I seen mean, it's like your classic 80s story, but with uh, karate flair. I can't know what a classic bully... 80s story is if I was born in 1993. God. Oh my God, this is, this is so painful. <laughs> I have not had enough Chardonnay before I came on this podcast to be able to try to explain to you the intricacies of 80s movies. But... <laughs> Bully is part of Cobra Kai, mm. which is supposedly the bully faction of warring karate factions. And then you have uh, Mr. Miyagi teaching uh, Daniel's son, Daniel LaRusso, the art of self-defense and all that kind of manby pain. It's right up your alley. Like, self-defense is your thing as a millennial. You would love it. Um, what? Anyway... <laughs> Is self-defense a known millennial trope? Oh, it, I mean, well, the way they teach it. I mean, it's all millennials. I mean, you watch the show, you will definitely not like uh, Johnny Lawrence. And, you know, it's, it's understandable. I mean, he has a sordid history and stuff. Anyway, it's about a redemption story from the 80s carrying over into the 2018s, because that, that's when it started. But he basically, so 
You described almost nothing of this show. I have no idea. Basically, I I want him to watch the show. It's like Buck asked you to describe a grocery store, and you started with the wheels on the shopping carts. Anyways, it's a show that is a it's it's a kind of a post follow up after for the movie Karate Kid. If you've seen the movie Karate Kid, if you're listening, you've seen the movie Karate Kid, you get it. You're probably already watching Cobra Kai. Buck may be the only person who's never seen either. It's So all you had to say was it's an epilogue off a terrible 80s movie. Like that's, whoa, that's whoa, where whoa, we could have Whoa, ended whoa, it. whoa, 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 whoa. Terrible? It's, it's a bad movie. I mean, it's I doubt an it adequate up. 80s movie. I, I, just, I, just, I just discovered the, the original Star Wars for the first time. Of course, this is where we start the clowny podcast. Well, that's the, in right. the 70s. You know that, right? That's not the 80s. <laughs> scoff at me like that's any different to anybody over the age of 30 like who actually cares about this thing Lebowski is drinking Zebo is already drunk I think at this point I'm he's got trying the, to sober up he's got the wine farts we're trying to do this podcast I've derailed this and now it has become a disaster so let's get to what we actually came here to discuss Clowny Watch it appears is reaching ahead gentlemen we have seen developments on the internet today Diana Rossini with the first shot fired at about, what is that, 547 Central Standard Time here in beautiful Nashville, Tennessee. Jadavion Clowney could be with the team very soon. I'm told the Tennessee Titans and the New Orleans Saints are both making strong pushes, uh, pushes to sign the free agent. Both teams won him on the field by Monday and are making their pitches. She also lobbed the Jacksonville Jaguars out there as a random internet trolling grenade. The Saints are just now making an appearance in all of this. You see the you see this tweet come across your desktop, Lebowski, or your phone, or wherever to. I don't know why I went desktop there. I don't know how many people actually have a desktop. Wherever you saw this tweet, what was your reaction? I, I mean, it's about time. I, I'm a little exhausted with the with the clowny speculation, but I mean, we're up against the wall here at this point, so it's 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 bound to happen, and I'm glad to see it. I, I will kind of throw out a little shot at the. Uh, you know, Jacksonville is monitoring the situation. Like I put on Twitter, that's akin to Estonia is monitoring the space race. What are we doing here? Jacksonville, are you kidding me? People are taking haircuts to get out of that dump. It's not against Diana. Just saying that's that's kind of a ridiculous thing to say. But I look, Zemo, I'm glad it sounded to see like it. a shot at Diana, didn't it? It sounded like a shot at the the tweet itself, not necessarily Diana herself. It's we, a shot we are at the, a pro Diana podcast. Yes, it's a shot he at the ridiculousness Mike. that Jacksonville is involved in talks with anything in revolving a rational offense because they can't seem like they can't get the gates open to their stadium without setting that offense on fire. Any whatever. So I will just say. It's about time. This is going to be resolved, it looks like, in the next, you know, what, 48, 72 hours. Thank God. I'm so tired of talking about this. Well, good. I'm glad you have – I'm glad we brought you on to discuss it then. <laughs> uh, Monday is probably – Monday is probably when you're going to see something between now and Monday. And I know, you know, I, I know that's not a, a, a uh, specific enough window – people i understand that after six months of waiting for this dude to just do something for god's sakes just oh my do god it has been six something months. six actual months since the first time i uttered jadavion Clowney's name in the same sentence as the tennessee titans and i you know you're tired of talking about this i got i got five shows a week i got <laughs> two podcasts a week i got two radio hits i gotta carry a week and you're tired of talking about this thank god for jadavion Clowney for getting me through 
a Tuesday in June on sports talk, whatever the hell it is that I'm doing. So just so I could, without actual sports, like, thank God for this man. Long live the clowny watch for as ever, for as ever long as he wants to drag this out. It'll get me through a Wednesday afternoon. And I appreciate him for that. But like, I, you know, I guess Zach, like you, you have a pretty good sense of this, even though I, you know, I, I don't want to, you guys have your own thing at Broadway sports. Now you understand though, how things go in the league. And you made a very good observation about this being a ploy of some kind. Explain for the people what you meant by the kind of ploy you were alluding to. This is a standard sales tactic. Obviously we are in the, with the news that came out with Charles Robinson, today that Jadavian Clowney is not even entertaining phone calls, which I find very suspect, by the way. Anyway, this is a final ploy. This is a last grasp at trying to drive up his value. And here, here's the thing. Everybody knows that the New Orleans Saints, everybody in the NFL front offices know that New Orleans Saints are sitting at, once 2020 season actually starts, million in cap space. That is not enough, no matter what kind of whamma-jamma they put on the salary cap. That's not enough to pay. Is that another 80s reference? Well, I mean, it may be 90s. Flim-flam. I mean, I don't know what what you want me to use. Is everything hunky-dory in the world of Jadavion? No, that's a totally different adjective. A little bit of (laughs) bibbly-babbly. Whatever whatever razzmatazz you want to throw on this kind of deal it's it's doesn't matter it's it's just legitimately they're having to call other players if this is true to take a pay cut i mean so and some of the players that they're calling are players on defense that probably want to get paid and then they have alvin kamara which they want to pay if i'm someone in the nfl of a lesser team like let's say the Browns or the Jaguars or someone like that. And I see that the saints are trying to get Jadavion Clowney. That obviously opens up the doors that, Oh, I think Jadavion Clowney may take less money than what he's been saying. He's going to take. So they're calling. It's all to drive up value. It doesn't matter. Nobody's going to pay Jadavion Clowney what he wants. And he's actually just going to end up with the Titans. Like we've all, I've always said, me and Mike have always said, Jadavion Clowney going to be a Titan. You know, and it's it's beautiful that you may eventually be proven right through no through no efforts of your own, through no actual information. Maybe he listens to my podcast. I don't know. Maybe he listens to your podcast, Buck. We don't know. <laughs> well, if Jadavion Clowney is listening, let this never end so that I continue to con- – just uh, this is a content factory. Every time this dude farts, you guys freak out on the internet, Speaking and I love farting. it. <laughs> Yeah, Zach's got the wide farts if you can't hear it through his microphone. What he is referring to, though, in the Saints restructuring, Mike Garofolo of the NFL Network reported this at about 6.15 Thursday night. The Saints have been talking to agents for players currently on the roster to see if they can restructure some deals in the coming days, sources say. Terrible run-on sentence by Mike. The NFLPA currently has them at under $7 million in cap space, so they're working to create room in case they sign Jadavion Clowney. Once the league... Uh, the, once the season officially begins, as Zebo said, they get capped at 3.7 in active contracts. Now, here is why 
here's and I, I just did a whole primetime show out of this and and you know I, I don't want to be regurgitating information that you two have already heard but this audience is a different one uh, the Titans are bidding against themselves like the Titans are bidding yep. against themselves in a way that is completely you know strategically done for Jadavion Clowney in a way that the market four hours ago as we sit here taping this podcast was absolutely bottoming out. Charles Robinson of Yahoo Sports, who's in Houston, who's been connected to this story throughout the entirety of it. I'm sure he's pissed that Diana Rossini beat him to what actually might be the punch on this whole thing, such as the nature of reporting. But all of this has been manufactured for a reason. Because Charles Robinson put it out there that Jadavion Clowney was going to get somewhere in the neighborhood of what Yannick Ngakwe took to get the hell out of Jacksonville, which is damn near a $6 million pay cut. And so the market for Clowney got new. And so Agent Bus Cook, who is out there trying to salvage whatever he can of Jadavion Clowney's ego-driven stupidity to let this whole thing play out, because they, you know, Rappaport's saying this has been the plan the whole time. For who? For who to cost Jadavion Clowney tens, uh, to cost himself tens of millions of dollars by waiting out there through a global pandemic, through six months of free agency, to just have something like this end up on his lap in a way that they're trying to manufacture a market? Jacksonville was never going to be a part of this thing. New Orleans is going to have to jump through a fiery hoop, many fiery hoops, regarding other people's money to say, hey, you're not necessarily worth as much as we told you you were on the front end. But this guy is, even though he doesn't have the statistical production to back it up. None of this is real. The Titans are bidding against themselves. If Jadavion Clowney doesn't take the lower than what he wants offer that John Robinson and Ben Marino, who's their capologist, currently have on the table, this deal doesn't get done. I mean, it has to be, what, a one-year, $15 million deal, 14.5? I mean, it has to be more than Vic Beasley. And the reports are from – there's actually some random Twitter guy that had it before Diana, and I'm not going to be able to find who it was. 12,000 followers. You know, I don't know what yeah. that means, but it hasn't I, I don't need to read. He's saying it's a $10 million – it's a $10 million deal with New Orleans is what he's throwing out there. That's what it's going to be, a $10 million deal. That's 500 k more than Vic Beasley. Surely the Titans are more than $10 million. So that's why I kind of just throw that little part kind of out the window. I'll say this. I, it's, it, I would say that if I'm looking at Vic Beasley, I would venture that is a one-year $13.5 million deal with probably – 3.5 to 4.5 in incentives. Lebowski, is he worth it? So I, I, we're all kind of back you up on the, the talk of Titans bidding against themselves. The reason why the Saints doesn't sit right with me, and again, this is – I am by no means have any kind of contract <laughs> talking skills that Don't Zach Don't say that on Mike the front end. Just, just, say it, just say it confidently and nobody will know the difference. That's how this works. All right, I'll say it confidently. How pissed off are you if you're a Saints player – and they just spent all this money on a damn backup quarterback. Now you're getting calls to take a haircut on your deal because this guy either didn't want to show up for training camp or he's been sitting out trying to drive up his own damn price. As soon as I pick up the phone and you have that conversation with me, I want to tell you to get effed and I'm going to hang oh, up. I was totally thinking the same th thing through Buck Spiel just recently. And I'm thinking if Spiel. I'm a – well, I mean, that's a dialogue, a diatribe. I don't know, you know, whatever you want to use, but you, you talked for like 10 minutes and I'm thinking here, I'm thinking if I'm DeMario The audacity Davis, of him to talk for yeah. 10 minutes on his well, own I'm not, I'm not saying that like it's a bad thing. I'm just saying for you said reference it point. You said a concept. Oh, well, I, I'm 
I'm sorry that you're so sensitive. <laughs> Cobra Kai, you should watch it because that's you a, probably... That's a millennial trait. Get your millennial <laughs> facts straight. Anyway, <laughs> I'm thinking the same thing. If I'm DeMario Davis, I'm like, wait a minute. I've been at camp this whole time, and this guy has not been at camp, and he's been playing you guys, and you want me to take a pay cut? Hell no. And if I'm Alvin Kamara... I'm going back to sitting out. Like, if they sign Clowney, I'm like, no, nah, I'm, I'm good. I'm out. Like, I'm to, what, to what end? This dude's costing you $2.5 million. He loves New Orleans. He wants to stay in New Orleans. I think he very, very well fits. Hey, let's, let me say this. Everybody loves money more than where they're at. Oh, I don't know if that's true. Yeah, in the NFL, that is 100% true. Especially when you're that young and you are a running back or in a position where you don't know how long your career actually is. I'll say this, Alvin Kamara deserves to get paid. I know the running back, oh, you don't pay running backs. But someone would gladly take Alvin Kamara and not put him into this crappy situation that technically New Orleans has done because they want to give the ball to Latavius Murray and all this other crap. Just give the ball to Alvin Kamara. That's, all, that's what matters. I mean, that makes your offense go. We're getting off on a tangent. If I'm Alvin Kamara, I'd be pissed if Jadavion Clowney got paid before I did because he's been sitting at home. So we still don't know. This all could very well be irrelevant by the time that you guys get this podcast in about an hour from now as we sit here taping on a, uh, on a Thursday night. I don't expect there to be any actual movement until Friday. How substantial that movement is has yet to be determined. I wish I could be more detailed than that, but that's about as clear, clear as all of this has been throughout the course. But there was a lot of movement tonight, Lebowski, because that's really the first news that there's been of any kind of consequence. Charles Robinson's been out there, but this is the first time that the agents have gotten these. Ian Rappaport was used strategically. Diana Russini was used strategically for the reasons that we've all already covered. But now we're seeing actual movement towards this and in a way that Vic Beasley is finally making some semblance of returning to the football field. We saw him out there at practice, feels like a week ago. It was today when Vic Beasley was on the side field working with Mike Vrabel, doing the things that Vrabel does with players in their return-to-play protocol. What happens if you don't get clowny, if Vic Beasley's not ready to go, Derek Roberson has a knee strain uh, going on, and you trot out there for your outside linebackers in week one against Denver, which is maybe not the most impressive of offensive lines, but is still nobody to be trifled with, as you learned very quickly last year, very slowly, as a matter of fact. That was long, long, yeah, that was a long-ass game. game. Oh, God. Anyway, DeAndre Walker, who we don't know what the hell he is, Harold Landry, who uh, we've been told numerous times has played too many snaps uh, over the course of last year, Wyatt Ray do anything for you just because he can beat Isaiah Wilson on a regular basis? I don't know if that makes you feel good. I don't know if that makes you feel bad. I don't bad. like this Isaiah Wilson slander, and I will not tolerate it. Oh, well, you know, <laughs> until until I see something of him more than looking like a kid from heavyweights, I, I just I just don't – I don't know what there is to for me. Are you body-shaming block of thickness? Uh, thickness? I can't even block say it. Block of thickness. Block of thickness. Block of thickness. Let's get can that right. It's block of thickness. It. I'll stop body shaming when he starts blocking people. Regardless, Lebowski, are you comfortable with where your team is at at outside linebacker? No, no, not. And and I I will say I was a little miffed and a little confused by fans several weeks ago saying this is totally on John Robinson's head if Clowney doesn't show up. I, I still feel that way, but at the same time, it, it's starting not to look great. 
because Vic Beasley, it's just now coming out that he was working out on a side field. No one's seen the guy except for, was it Teron said that maybe he was spotted on a bike at some point? Is at, Buck? It was me. It's fine. Oh, I apologize. Me, Listen, and, Teron, me get, and Teron easily mistaken for each yeah, other. Very, yeah, very mistaken. I apologize. I'm just giving your news to other people. Anywho, at least I didn't say Paul, right? That'd be awful. But it, it, where I'm going with this is that this starts to not look great if we don't get clowny and, and, and if Vic ends up just being a, a total bust, yeah, not too comfortable. I mean, Denver, whatever, but moving past, yeah, not too comfortable with this. I'm looking at this because this is kind of the thing, right? Like, I don't know if people want to grade off seasons. People want to, you know, evaluate the team as Lebowski slugs his cocktail. Uh, you, want to, you want to evaluate your, you know, any given part of your team against what else is happening in the league. And John Robinson is somebody who frequently gets graded, frequently gets criticized, as is, you know, as is the custom with the general manager. I don't know, I don't know how big of a pass to give him in the COVID offseason if I'm, at, I'm to give him one at all. But we see how the kicker situation just kind of, you know, just kind of sputters along in a way that even last year they felt content to be like, yeah, hey, yeah, we'll throw Cairo Santos at it, or we'll throw Ryan Santoso at it, or we'll throw Cody Parkey at it. Or then eventually Greg Joseph, whose agent is claiming that he was perfect on all of his kicks as a Tennessee Titan last year, which is fine because he only made one of one in the one game that they lost at the end of the year. That's, that's 100% bug. It is. It's uh, quantifiable. Hey, agent's so. going to agent, man. <laughs> just, agent's going to agent. Shills, all of them. I deal with them on a regular basis, just shameless, and I respect it because I am it. Anyway, do you feel like, given everything else, understanding that you're grading on a COVID curve, that John Robinson has done an adequate job preparing this team for the 2020 season? If you're asking me, which I assume you are because I am an egomaniac, uh, you know, I, I, I will say that I, if Clowney doesn't happen, then no, then he is not adequately prepared. But I'm one of those people that's 100% sold that Clowney's happening. Like, you, can't, you cannot convince me until I see it, Clowney's happening. However... If Vic Beasley is not healthy by week one and Clowney is not ready by week one and we're rolling through Denver with Kamale Correa and Harold Landry, I'm okay. I'm not too worried about the Denver running back situation because it's slow-ass Melvin Gordon and then it's Philip Lindsay who may get like 20% of the offensive snaps. I'm not too worried about it. But for the long term of the season – I would be worried at carrying just those two starting. Unless DeAndre Walker is some guy that we are just not aware of, that he is an all-pro, and we just had no clue. He's not that, but he looks a lot better. Go ahead, Lovasky. Yeah, yeah it, it, it does kind of bother me a little bit. I'm not ready to go crazy and, and talk about what a disappointment Robinson is, but like you referenced, the kicking situation from last, last offseason, this now – you know, seems to have turned into the defensive side with Clowney and Vic and what the hell are we doing? You know, this is two major names that were supposed to be a big piece for this team. One is now got the Saints players calling around to take contract haircuts, and the other one is where is he? On a side field, out of distance. So, yeah, it stinks a little bit. I just – I, I, 
I love how offended Lebowski is on behalf of the Saints players. Like, that's the highlight of this podcast. So Wouldn't far. you be? I would just – I'm sorry. I'd be furious. I'd pick up the phone and just be like, <laughs> no, on the real, would you just say? I mean, what were you asking for? I'm sorry. Hello? How much is this is a Taysom- car warranty situation? Yeah, how much is Taysom Hill getting paid? <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're Garbage. paying Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston, but they can't pay Alvin Kamara or, you know, keep paying all their players that actually do stuff for him. That's how you sell it to. That's how you sell it to Cloudy. You can have Jameis, or you can have Tannehill. Take your pick. And they also have literally it's negative seventy eight million dollars in cap space next year. Like, it's not. It doesn't make financial sense. Like on paper, it makes people scared, right? Like, I like you it. See it. You see it on paper, and in a tweet, you're like oh, shit, it's the Saints. I mean, that's where he's going to go because, I mean, it's the Saints. It's New Orleans. And, they've, been, you know, they've been picked to lose yeah. the Super Bowl every year for the past 10 years. This is it. But they, they, I just don't know the financial loopholes that they know about. Mickey Loomis could barely run the Pelicans, and he definitely barely runs the Saints, and somehow they get these contracts done. I just don't see it this time. Like, And I'm with Lebowski. You call someone and you say, hey, we're – take a pay cut for this guy that you don't even really know. And he hasn't even been part of the team. He may get here, you know, he may be ready by week two, but you know, you take that pay cut, bud. Right. Oh, what's that about Alvin? Shh, baby. Shh. We ain't talking about that yeah. right now. Shh. Yeah. We got Latavius. It's just, Taysom seriously. Hill. Where's I, get Taysom Hill the ball? Furious. I'd be furious. I'd be going to Nashville with, with tractor hot tubs. <laughs> The Music City Party Tub gets so much free ad time on this podcast. It's, it's disgusting, much like their hot tub. I just, I, I, I feel great shame. I also, you know, I know that it will do them no good because no, nobody, nobody, at least from that resides in this city, is climbing into the Music City Party Tub during the time of the Rona. Although, uh, as as we begin to see the reopening, perhaps. Uh, perhaps so too does the reemergence of the Music City Party Top, which I have found the location that it's parked at during the pandemic uh, on my run the other day as I tried to feebly attempt to sh- uh, shave the Uber Eats pounds off my body uh, that quarantine has, has foisted upon me. I've discovered the mu- much like I discovered Vic Beasley on the bike, I found the Music City Party Top. All is right in the world, boys. What was it like when you saw Vic Beasley for the first time? Did you get a blurry photo like you were a Bigfoot? So, you know, I try to not go, and I love, I, you know, I, I have nothing but respect for Terry McCormick, but I try not to go full Terry McCormick on those things where I'm reporting the stuff that you're really not supposed to, you know, just out of general decency, if they're in the locker room, if they're physically in the facility, and they have, maybe they have the garage door open, whatever. You say you saw them, fine, but you're not, like, actually, like, like getting too close to the, <laughs> getting too close to the weight room, like getting up under the bike to try and take a picture of them, the way that Jimmy Wyatt does down on one knee in front of Derrick Henry at the running back drills. Uh <laughs> Man, throwing all kinds of shade at the media members tonight. All of these are my friends, my brethren, my, you know, I don't know what the, what the proper term for the female uh, media core is, but all of my, all of my Titans media uh, friends and family, uh, nobody escapes the shade. Regardless, you try not to report the things that are clearly going on with injured players outside of when they are physically out on the field during practice. Then it's fair game. But when I saw Vic Beasley, that's the first time I've actually like physically seen him. Now, yeah. I know I know Teron and Terry were saying that they they actually talked to him today, like they passed him oh. on the way into practice, and that they actually had a conversation with him. 
that his fro Terry made a 1980s baseball player reference that I did not understand um, for a Yankees player that was signed, Oscar Gamble. He said his fro was Oscar Gamble-esque. I had no idea what that meant, again, in the same vein as Cobra Kai references. But, yes, to see the, to see the fro, he's very, he's very statuesque. He's clearly built like a professional football player, but I found it uh, hugely amusing that, you know, uh, what is it, a month into what the COVID training camp, that, that was the time. This was the first time that I laid eyes on Vic Beasley. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of crazy that – and I even said jokingly, like it was kind of like a half joke to in a group chat. I said, you know what's going to be funny is that PK, after yelling at Vrabel about – well, I don't know yelling at, but yell, yelling his question very loudly or statement about oh, yelled, sleeping in his it. office. Um, that the Thursday is the first time that media is technically closed – I mean, to practice or whatever. And that's when Vrabel and Beasley will interact on the field and nobody will be able to, you know, really talk too much about it. And sure enough, it happened today. It's just just one of those – it was just a half joke, like a troll. I feel like Vrabel's trolling you guys at this point because I know he's trolling you guys in the chat, right? Uh, It's it's almost Lebowski as if that's the way they planned it. It's – mysterious how that worked out and seeing Vrabel's interactions with you all that is 100% what happened <laughs> he's just he's, a, he's such a troll you know we, we we're at the we're at the 10 minute warning and we've taken far too much of our friend's time here on a Thursday night late night 615 sessions edition but he's just a flat-out troll he has mastered the ability to answer inane questions about the backup right guard in the absence of Nate Davis while also telling Joe Rexroad in the chat that he's a clown it's just it's spectacular to watch. Like today at the at the end of the virtual press conference, he all but patted me on the head and said, "Let's make sure we get Buck in here. Go ahead, little guy. Go on. Just make sure that you tell me that. What, what, what did I say? I say I appreciate you, coach. Yeah, that you was yesterday. But well, that was yesterday's uh, press conference. He, and he's like, "What do you appreciate about me, Buck?" Yeah, and I told him. I told him I appreciate the shots at Kaharski. All all yeah. was right in the world. You know. So. Yeah. The wheels on it the makes for grand listening. All I want is the chat chat logs. That, that's all. I just want the chat logs. You can't handle the chat logs. <laughs> the, chat, <laughs> the chat logs are are very Too abrasive. Sure. The chat logs are very much Kaharski making fun of other people's questions, and the chat logs are very much John Glennon getting annoyed because he gets passed over in the raising of the hand that we're supposed to do in the chat because Rex Road and and. Paul and myself and Brable are all just, you know, talking shit. And let me say this. Paul better watch out because I saw his little interaction with Teresa Walker. And then I saw today, you know, Teresa Walker was listening to Missy Elliott. He better he better watch his ass because Teresa's may just like body slam him and you know when they meet next. He better he, just watch it. He T is not playing. You, yeah. you don't go work for the AP and not bring the facts. She's going to bring the facts. Teresa Walker is very proud of the fact that she played nose tackle for her powder puff football team. She oh. also at one point uh, was, uh, was a subscriber to the conceal carry law. So yeah, PK stay woke. <laughs> yeah. Teresa, I was head cheerleader for our powder puff uh, football cheerleading squad when we did powder puff. So I still have my shirt. So we're powder puff uh, family. I was a marching I band. You. I marched a mean saxophone. Ooh, I bet. See, I 
but see, now I have the visual and this, you know, please don't take this the wrong way, but I, I have the visual of Lebowski with a tuba. Like, I no. feel like, it, like, I feel like the tuba would suit you. No, this, this man had blonde highlights and a puka shell necklace in high school. So hey, just I throw it too. out there. Just throw it out there. That is why you should follow Mr. Lebowski at Mr. Lebowski on the socials. You can follow, follow Zebo at F words pod. You can rate review and subscribe to the football and other F words podcast, the very same places that you get this fine audio uh, program. What other plugs on the way out the door? Cause you guys are doing a lot of Broadway sports. There's a lot going on. We haven't had time to actually talk about everything that you guys are doing at Broadway sports. I haven't had y'all on, on in a while and you've been busy what else do you have for the people that you would like to get in front of? Well, we're doing, we will be running a special when we get closer to the regular season uh, for memberships because we're going to be doing all 22s, but we're going to do an all 22 for the offense, all 22 for the defense, and they're going to be video uh, breakdowns for all that kind of stuff from the previous game. And we're also going to preview and review the offensive and defensive lines for both the team and the opponents. But then you got fantasy football stuff. We're going to get into the uh, betting articles as well. Um, we have Predators Nashville Soccer Club with the Speedway Soccer guys, which are really great. And, you know, we just got big things coming ahead where we're going to, you know, it's a weird time to start a business. Uh, but, Imagine. hey, we're plugging away and we're just going to bring you quality content, fun content as well. I mean, all the podcasts that we got, Home Run Throwback, Titans and Ten, we have uh, Music City Audible and the Flex, our fantasy football podcast. Uh, Do I mean, not it's be flex fun. when you plug the show named The <sighs> Flex. The Flex. <sighs> it was like five he... wine farts that came out of him when he did oh, that. Oh, yeah. That was, that was foul. I, I, I pretty much, I pretty much crapped myself. <laughs> Wonderful. Lebowski, anything for the people on the way out the door? What Any Adam Gay slander? What do you want me to add? Adam Gay slander? I am here all day for Adam Gay slander. I just, okay. no, I just Should we talk about Jay Cutler and Tommy Lauren? Tommy no, Lauren? I, I, don't, I would particularly okay. not like to talk about that, but uh, Adam Big Gay Big Cat disproved it, though. <laughs> oh, did he? The Big Cat from Barstool disproved it. The, the, the Tommy Lauren uh, frequenter of losers on Demumbrian despite the global pandemic and chickenless Jay Cutler uh, no, not at this point, an item based on the reporting of Barstool Big Cat. I got to hope that he just threw a cigarette in his mouth, took a long drag and said, <laughs> where did yeah, you even get right. that cigarette? I had it right here the whole time, ready for this whole prop. I just wanted him to bring up Jay Cutler, but I just really hope he took a drag and said, yeah, we haven't talked. And that was it. That was the end of it. So, no, I'm not going to add anything to Zach's promo. He got it all out there. There was even a disturbing grunt at the end. Broadway Sports Media, we're happy to have you over there. Uh, indeed. We are always happy to have our friends Lebowski and Zebo. grateful for their time here on the 615 Sessions podcast. All right, that's going to do it for tonight's pod. Uh, was going to do the iTunes review mailbag. A lot of you guys asked questions about Clowney. I felt like we addressed the majority of the issues with the most recent information that we had available to us. These were questions that were submitted on Monday and Tuesday in the iTunes review mailbag. A couple of you guys asked me questions about my favorite NFL team, why I hate the Titans, all of these things, uh, and we will address them at a later date. I just felt like we got the majority of your questions out of the way throughout the course of tonight's conversation. You can continue to leave questions, comments, concerns, whatever you are so inclined to do with a five-star rating in Apple Podcast for the Thursday iTunes review 
mailbag. We will continue to do so over the course of this pod. Support the people that support this show. That's our friends at Two Rivers Ford. TwoRiversFord.com is where you go. Have an incredibly safe and incredibly fun Labor Day weekend. I will see you guys Monday night for A to Z Sports Primetime. I'm taking Sunday off. Going to enjoy the Labor Day weekend myself. So as always, stay safe, stay clean, and stay hot, Nashville. This has been the 615 Sessions Podcast, powered by Two Rivers Ford. Brought to you as always by A to Z Sports and A to Z Sports Nashville. Dot com.